Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic brand Jordan unis during my time. I saw a couple old school Bearcat jerseys on in here, and I love it, absolutely love it. We're live here at Mio's in Clifton. Uh, our special guest for this episode will be the number four all-time scorer in the history of UC basketball, Deontay Bond. Now, this is not Deontay I'm Bond, not Deontay if you were wondering. Some people said, Deontay lost some weight. No, this is not Deontay Bond. Deontay Bond is coming from Indianapolis. He's stuck in a little bit of traffic, but he'll, he'll be here very shortly, and we're going to get started. Uh, first of all, shouts out, if we can give a round of applause to Rich and Kelly from Mio's here, the owners, for having us here, and a great job they do supporting UC Athletics. Uh, next, I want to bring in my co-host for the podcast. Next to me here is Stu Holt. Can we give Stu Holt some love? Stu Holt coaches at Walnut Hills High School. Walnut Hills High School, yep. yes. And uh, my other producer here, who also sings and plays the guitar here at Mio's as well, Colin Cruzy. Yes, Colin Cruzy. So, just to go over a couple things real quick. Um, last episode, we were here with uh, Keith Greger, former Bearcat great, the Iron Horse. Uh, love the podcast with uh, Keith Greger. Just such a class act. Really, really good guy. Um, every podcast we do here will be two hours before game time for every home game. Uh, our goal is to have a different former player here for the podcast every home game. So next week, Tuesday and Thursday, we have games here. We have uh, Alabama A&M next Tuesday. Then we have Presbyterian on Thursday. So we'll have former basketball players on next Tuesday and next Thursday. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit uh, about UC football before we really dive into UC hoops. Uh, first of all, let's give a round of applause to the UC football team and all those athletes, 10 and 0. And listen, we're hearing a lot about style points. We hear style points, UC should be winning every game by 50, and obviously that's a lot of pressure on the coaches and the players. If you watch college football today, we've got teams losing left and right. Our football team continues to win. Let me get a, uh, for the Bearcat fans that are here, how many Bearcat fans here think that the Bearcat football team will be in the college football playoffs? Raise your hand if you think they will. Yeah, wait, wait, raise your hand if you don't think they will be, they'll get screwed. <laughs> you, think we'll get, you think we'll get screwed? <laughs> well, listen. Here my, here's my thoughts. The football team we have on the field right now, 10-0, we're going to the Big 12 very soon. We're only seeing just a tip of the iceberg, a tip of the iceberg of what this football program is going to be over the next couple years. This football program is going to get better and better every single year. And then when we reach the Big 12, definitely no problem will be in the college football playoffs. Stu Holt, what are yes. your thoughts? You think the Bearcats make the uh, playoffs? Uh, I think they deserve to, uh, but you know, it's not 100% in their hands. You know, you just gotta control the controllables, but you know, all they can do is just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just win, baby. Just win. Just win. You control, win. you know, what's in front of you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, as a Deontay Vaughn makes his way in. I've got some great questions for Deontay, and I do want to bring up some Bearcat fans when Deontay comes in. Maybe grab one or two folks uh, to ask Deontay a question. I mean, 
you really think about it, Deontay is one of the greatest players to ever put on the red and black. And I think in a lot of ways, and he and I are going to talk about it, he is underrated when you think about great UC basketball players. So we're going to dive a little bit um, into his career. And we're also going to talk about the current UC uh, basketball team, the roster, the schedule, Coach Miller. And as I was walking around before we started the podcast, I was talking to a couple Bearcat fans, and they asked me my thoughts on Wes Miller and the team. And I would tell you this. I absolutely love what Coach Wes Miller and his staff are building right now. They're doing all the right things. They're connecting with the right people. They're engaging with fans. And the former players are fully engaged with Coach Miller and what he's doing. So when you all go to the Bearcat basketball game, if you look behind the bench, they've done a new thing this year. Behind the Bearcat basketball bench, they have former players sitting behind the bench now. That's the first time this has ever happened. And Coach Miller, when he arrived, he said, I want all those former players sitting behind our bench. And I absolutely love that. I thought that was a, yes, it, that's a great gesture by Coach Miller because if you think about it, if a Kenyon Martin or Deontay Vaughn show up, we don't want them sitting up high. We want them sitting behind the bench. And as I say that, it walks the number four score in Bearcat history. Deontay Vaughn, give it up. Say what's up to the Bearcat fans. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Now listen to this real quick. Uh, Deontay, you scored 1,885 points in your career. That's a lot of points. Uh, I, don't, I probably couldn't do that in a gym alone by myself for like a month if you just let me shoot. You were doing that against Big East competition, night in and night out. And Bearcat fans, I want to say this. When Mick Cronin took over this basketball program, and Mick did an amazing job building the program back up, the guy that was responsible and was the backbone of the program at that time was no other than Deontay Vaughn. He needs more love. Again, give it up for Deontay Vaughn. So Deontay, tell everybody uh, what you're up to these days. Um, I'm retired as a basketball player overseas. I played 10 years. Played in France, Hungary, uh, Cyprus, uh, Germany. What other countries, man? Ukraine, it, it was a lot of them. So uh, right now I'm, I'm uh, doing a lot of driving with box trucks right now, trying to start my own moving company business and maintaining and living life to the best I can and trying to take care of my kids. Nice. How many kids do you have? I have two. Two kids. How old? Future Bearcats. Future Bearcats. Deontay's <laughs> kids, that would be Future Bearcats. Offer them a scholarship right now. How old are they? <laughs> Nine and 12. Nine and 12. That's all right. Offer them a scholarship. We'll, t we'll take them right now. <laughs> do you still talk to uh, some of your former teammates from UC uh, days? And who do you talk to? I really, I talk to a lot of them, you know, from each each, everybody that came in that played with me, you know, from Yancey to Dion to Kashmir to Justin. I actually played with Justin Jackson and Cypress on the same team together. Oh, you guys were on the same team. We on the same team together. So um, we also, um, I keep in touch with John Williamson, Marcus Sykes, Jamal Warren. I, I try to keep in touch with a lot of people, you know what I mean, just to check up on them, see how everybody doing. Do you still play? Uh, to catch me in the 30 and over leagues. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you, I, I assume you, you can still shoot, right? Oh, of course. That ain't never going to leave. That, that, ain't, that ain't leaving. That's too much. Now, uh, you came back for homecoming, correct? Right. What did you think, Deontay, of the atmosphere here for homecoming? We had game day here. Fans, it was sold out. It was rocking. People were everywhere. A lot of former players in town. What were your thoughts on homecoming? I thought it was going to just be big for UC just to have game day of the week, you know. Um, 
they ain't never had that. And it was great exposure for Cincinnati and everybody else that came out. And I just thought that it was just a great atmosphere overall that everybody was in here um, reliving their history and catching up with old people and old folks that they used to talk to and play with at UC. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you played basketball here, that was uh, 2006 to 2010, what was the football program like at that point? It was rising, you know. Um, they had a was it what 08 09 07 08 09 they was a good they was a good team you know uh when they had marty they had travis they had oh man uh, they had a, a connor they had a, a lot of great um football players on that team and a lot of them still playing right now in the nfl so right they was on the rise and i uh, i'm just glad that they continue to rise up and, and, and get better and better every year no question and that's what I try to tell a lot of Bearcat fans, Deontay, is, you know, of course the team's doing well, 10-0 right now, winning. But this football program has been very good for a long time. A lot of big-time players, a lot of NFL guys. This program's been good for a while. Just like, just like hoops, a lot of great athletes like yourself have come out of this university. Yeah, it's a lot of them, but as we say, Cincinnati – football wasn't known for football and now that they're making a name for themselves they're being known for football and they're getting a lot of five-star athletes that come in and help them out to help the program and they doing great with it the coach is doing great they got a successful season for the past five six years now and it's only going to get better for them from the time going up yeah no question okay let's talk about hoops bearcat hoops there are a lot of bearcat hoops fans in here and i know a lot of hoop fans I don't know about you guys, but me being a former player and a Bearcat fan, I was excited to be in the building for the Evansville game. I wanted to see who was starting. I wanted to see how a lot of, a lot of these new guys look when the popcorn's popping, the scoreboard's on. Coach Wes Miller, they came out with a victory, did very well. Coach Miller did exactly what I thought he was going to do, brought a lot of energy. Have you had a chance to talk and catch up with Coach Wes Miller? As of now, not yet. I've been too busy, and, you know, uh, coming back and forth is it's kind of hard sometimes when you're on the road traveling, doing your own trucking thing. But um, I plan to meet him tonight and hopefully have a good conversation with him and, and see what everything's going to go on tonight during the game and see how all the new players is going to be able to adjust to the college life. Absolutely. So, so what happened tonight for those going to the Bearcat game, behind the Bearcat bench you'll see, like I was talking about, a bunch of chairs where former players will sit. You'll see Deontay sitting behind the bench. And I heard they're actually going to show you some love, bring you out, and let the fans know that Deontay Vaughn is in the house. And Wes Miller uh, made that possible. And I think that's a really cool gesture. Now, being that you know you played overseas, uh, you're busy working, how much do you get a chance to really watch you see basketball these days? Uh, it's kind of tough, you know, because they don't really come on a lot on Indianapolis. You know, I'm a, it's always IU, Purdue, oh, Notre man. Dame. I don't want to watch them, but um, I try to watch as much as I can as possible that comes on TV, or I try to stream some of the games that I can stream when I'm sitting down and able to watch them. Yeah. We are live in Mio's with Deontay Vaughn. So, Deontay, one question I have for you, and, and sometimes I ask the former players this. I'm always intrigued by this. Do you remember your first ever game as a Bearcat and how you felt? And do you remember your last game as a Bearcat and how you felt? And talk about the differences between the two emotions. Uh, the first game, it, it's, I'm fresh out of high school, kind of nervous, you know. It's a, the, the pace was a little faster, you know, it took a minute for me to adjust to it. But as time got, uh, time kept going on throughout the game, I just, I just had to get a mindset like I played with older people before. I, I played, I had to put myself in a different mindset when I was out there. I had, I had to set myself aside like uh, I played at the park with older people all my life, so this should be no different. I just had to let the game slow down in my mind. So it, so when it came down to real, uh, realistic plays and things like that, it was the same speed as, as going on normal speed to me as I was playing in the parks against older people or in high school. Right. Last game of the season, 
of your career was, of my career it, it was it was great you know um i went out knowing that i gave my all all four years playing here in cincinnati i gave her every every uh blood sweat and tears every night that i came out and so the, when the when the buzzer went off at the end I, I didn't look back and said i did anything wrong i looked at it as a stepping stone in my life and moved forward with it from there yeah absolutely so do you remember who you played that first game? Making you go back a little bit. Actually, I really don't know who we played. I, th I think we might be in NKU. NKU? I think it might be in NKU. We'll have to do a little research. Do you remember your stat line from that first game? Probably zero, zero, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Three turnovers or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> last game. Your last game of your career, who did you play? You remember that? I know the game before we played Damian Lillard in them. You played who? Damian Lillard when he was at uh, Weaver State. Weaver State, and we lost to Dayton. Dayton. I believe we lost to Dayton. Okay. And we lost to Dayton. Do you remember your uh, stat line from that game? I think I probably had like 18. 18. Maybe 18 or 20. Okay. Okay. So. From the first game to the, the last game you played as a Bearcat, obviously you played at an extremely, extremely high level. So for a, a guy coming out of high school with, with your accolades, what, what does it take to play at a high level Division I basketball? What, what are some of the ingredients? Like, for example, Deontay, if some of these Bearcat fans out here you know, have kids and they're grooming their kids to you know, play at the next level. What would you say the ingredients are to being a high-level Division One college basketball player? Uh, just hard work and good work ethic, you know. Uh, you're not going to always be the best player in the gym, but, you know, they say hard work be talent any day. So if like you go that. in the gym, you get your shots up, you work on everything that you feel like you need to work on, everything else will seem to come to you uh, right, in, right then and there, you know, the form of playing against players that's higher ranked than you, Yep. But with all your work, work uh, mentality and everything that you've done to, to prove yourself to get better on the court, it only gets better for you when you start to put that work ethic on the court and when you get to practicing and get to going against other things and just have a different mindset when you step onto the court. Yeah. So and playing for Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin obviously is a very demanding coach. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, matter of fact, UCLA, Mick Cronin's UCLA played last night versus Villanova and they won a big game. Uh, can you give the Bearcat fans a little bit of an insight what it was like playing for Mick Cronin? Playing for Mick was, was for me, kind of easy, you know. Uh, I was always used to a, a hard, rough-nosed coach. I like those type of coaches, you know. Mick didn't give you any slack on the court, you know. He let you know <laughs> how he felt. But off the court, Mick was also like a father figure to a lot of us, you know. He made sure a lot of us stayed out of trouble, kept a good head on our shoulders, and, and gave a lot of people who wouldn't believe that they could be playing college basketball, a chance to play college basketball and uh, get a D1 scholarship and get an ed education. So on top of that, you know, uh, Mick was a great person all around. I think he done a great job forming a program and rebuilding it up. You know, it took some years, but it's nothing, nothing comes easy. Nothing comes overnight. So after everything that Mick done, the team continued to be successful and, and hope that the, well, everybody else can be successful too along with the UC Bearcats moving forward. Yeah, so when UCLA made that run during the tournament, making it to the Final Four, uh, did you follow Did you follow that whole run that UCLA I, had? I followed it, I actually went to the game in, in Indianapolis. You went to the Final Four game? Yeah, I went to the game. Oh, I, nice, how, Mick, how was that? Mick got me some tickets, you know, um, I enjoyed it. You know, it was the COVID thing at the time, so everybody was all spaced out, but it was a great atmosphere because I've never been to the Final Four, never been to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So it was a great overall experience to be there and to actually see Coach Cronin doing a great job with the UCLA team and get them where they want to be and seeing that he was being successful. So you, you spoke to Mick um, before the game, after the game, text him, yeah. talk to him. What did what, what, you say to him and what did he have to say? Um, I just told him um, congratulations, um, keep working hard, keep doing what you're doing with the players, everything is going good for you, and I'm glad that you, that you got to the NCAA tournament. So 
coming out of high school, um, getting recruited by the University of Cincinnati. Tell Bearcat fans why you chose to play basketball for the University of Cincinnati. Uh, only a couple people know this story. Uh, Uh-oh. Coming up, I always wanted to play for UC. I always wanted to play for UC, but no. Um, and why, why was that? It was the swag. I liked the, the I liked the Cincinnati swag. The Bearcat red, black, swag. and white. I liked that swag, and you know, uh, I liked the Steve Logan at the time. And coming up, one of my OAU coach asked me where I wanted to go, and I told him I wanted to play for Cincinnati one time. But Cincinnati never recruited me. So at the time, I had ended up going to prep school, committed to IU. And then after I decommitted from IU, I, took, I was thinking about Tennessee. And then Cronin came on down with the scholarship offer. And I wasn't even worried about going to visit, wasn't trying to do anything else. I already knew that's where I wanted to be at because that was my dream school. Yeah, so you went to Harmony Prep, right? Yes. Right. Was, did you go with, was Two Holloway there? Or no. was he after? Was, I think Two was after. He was after he was you? after me, yeah. There were a lot of players that came through Harmony. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of D1 football players and a lot of D1 basketball players. It, I, it, was, it was a good school for, what, three years <laughs> for prep? <laughs> but after that, you know, who knows what happened. Right. I want to read off a, a, a couple things. Tell me if I've got anything incorrect. During your career, Deontay, you were an all-time career leader in assists, minutes played, game started, three-point field goal, three-point field goal attempted. That sound about right? That sound about right. At that time, he <laughs> said, sounds about right. Of all those, which one are you most proud of? You got the scoring too, you got all that. Which one are you most proud of? The assist. The Why assist. is that? Because a lot of people didn't, don't think that I'm a, I was a team player. That's they, false. They, they, they like this. They, they know me being a scorer. And I'm like, I lead us in assists every year. I'm not a team player. But, you know, it comes, yeah. with, it comes with being the, the face of the team and things like that. But that's one thing I always wanted to be better at was being a better passer and make my teammates better on the court. Who was the recipient of a lot of your assists? John Williamson, uh, Yancey, yep. Lance, uh, and it kind of spread it out after that, you know. Marcus yeah. Sykes with a lot of threes back back then, you know, when he was in great shape. Uh, <laughs> that's about it, really. You know, everybody else came in line. I got assists from everybody, you know. I just wanted to share the ball and try to do whatever I can do to help the team win. If that's even me scoring zero points and having 10 assists like Marquette. I didn't score too many points, but I had like at least 10 assists. And we still lost, but you know, it was the effort that I made to try to make the teammates, my teammates better. And it was just something that comes with along with being a guard of the team. So, you mentioned Weber State earlier. Dame Lillard, you guys playing them. I have down here in my notes, when you guys played Weber State, that was the game where you went down as the all-time three-point leader. Do you remember that? Yes. I did you know that, that before? Like I, bef I did know. Actually, I did not know until they told me during the game, like they about to call timeout to give you an ovation for being an all-time three-point leader in score. I was like, I did not know that. Why ain't nobody informed me that? I right. They wanted to keep my head focused for me not to try to shoot too many. <laughs> I mean, so, okay, so do you feel like that's the case? If they would have told you before the game, would you have pressed a little bit too much? I probably would have shot about 20 more. <laughs> Firing that bad boy Fire up. Fire him up every time. <laughs> Y'all thought Steph was something. <laughs> so, during your time with the Bearcats, I wanna, I'm going to jump into two different things. Give Bearcat fans your best story Give me your best story as a Bearcat player. What type of story? Uh, well, let's like try team. to keep it clean. So uh, No, I'm going to keep it clean. Okay, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Team story or a mixed story? Let's go, let's go with team story first and then mixed story. Uh, one of the funniest moments. And, uh, we always say this. We just got through joking with Marcus Sykes about this. 
um, we have we had sprints for Dave. Dave Andrews was the conditioning and strength coach. We had sprints. And we had to do like 22s, like a lot of them. Oh, those 22s are nightmares. Matt, no, it wasn't 22s. It was intervals. 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, oh. all the way back down to 1. And Marcus Sykes was always last. Always last. So to the point where we told Sykes, because every time Sykes kept missing, we had to run another one. Uh-huh. So to the point where Sykes got so tired of it, where it'd be like three, two, one. He'd be almost at the free throw line. He had dive, just roll out, just dive straight out, took uh-huh. it to the, and Dave counted it every time. We said, forget it. Flex, if you got to dive every right. time, dive. We're going to help you. We're going to throw you through the line. That's probably one of the funniest moments ever. I've never seen somebody six, eight, out, <laughs> out of wind, run as hard as he tried to make every sprint dive from a free throw line to the baseline. That's funny. And Sykes is a great dude. He's coaching now. Yes, yes. He's having a lot of success coaching. Yep. Junior college. Yep. yep. All right. You have a Mick Cronin story? Oh, man. Mick got so many stories. It's, it's hard to really keep up with one. They all going through my head right now. I'm going to get back to you with it on it. It's so, I got to puzzle one in, a good one. A lot, lot of stories. Uh, let's do this real quick. So... All right, I want to talk about the top four scores in UC basketball history. So we all know the bookends. Oscar is number one. Oscar is the all-time leading scorer in UC history. Indianapolis. Deontay Vaughn is number four. Who can tell me who is number three? Who's the number three all-time leading scorer in UC basketball history? Nope, not Kenyon. It's not Kenyon Martin. What do you say? Nope, not not Sean Kilpatrick. Number three though. Steve Logan. Steve Logan. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Amy Mills said it. I'm sorry. She said it. Uh, Steve Logan, number three all-time leading scorer. Who is the number two? All-time leading scorer. SK, Sean Kilpatrick. Good. You know, there are a lot of, and the funny thing, coming into this podcast, Deontay, I was telling a couple people that you were coming in, and some of them didn't know that you were number four. Um, and, and, and I really think, and I want to read something to you. I, I really think your career is underrated. Actually, I had somebody send me a tweet. I'm going to read this tweet to you. Um, this guy said on Twitter when I said you were coming in, he said, what a great get for the podcast. He said, Deontay brought it every single game. He was one of the building blocks that helped resurrect the program. UC is forever indebted to him. That was a tweet. We can give a round of applause again. So, Deontay, let me ask you this question, because I'll never have this feeling. How does it feel? You're going to walk into Fifth Third Arena today, and you're going to walk in knowing that you are one of the greatest players in UC history to ever put on that uniform. How does that, I will never know that feeling. How does that feel? to you it feels great man you know I feel like God's blessed me in so many ways and so many opportunities to do something that I love been through so many ups and downs you know um, coming through growing up in life and overcoming a lot of obstacles so for God to bless me with a play for the team that I always wanted to play for growing up coming in to be one of the top five scorers in UC history and just to come out here and put on a jersey every night and do it, you know, it feels great. It just feels amazing. And I just can't uh, get enough of it. And I just like to thank the Lord up above for allowing me to be so blessed and doing something that I love. Absolutely. And you, you spoke, you just said something about adversity. Um, what type of adversity did you face, you know, coming up? And how did that adversity help you as a basketball player? That adversity, I mean, it helped me become a better person. It helped me grow up a lot quicker than, than I should have. 
but it also helped me keep a, a focus point in life, you know, to, to strive for some goals and, and strive to be some be somebody in life, you know, just to be some a role model for some kids on the street that may look up to me, some kids at the park, for my kids, myself, my son. He watches YouTube basketball every night, and yeah. so, or football. So it just, it just keeps me where I need to be, great composure. So that adversity just helped me become a better person in life. Absolutely. So, Dan, see, I have, I have uh, see, I've got three questions I want to ask you uh, right now. Just kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. We're here live at Mio's with Deontay Vaughn, and Mio's is known for their pizza. Okay, we're going to talk about pizza. What do you get on your pizza? Don't don't say don't say pineapple. You better not say pineapple. You don't get pineapple. No, 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 no pineapple. What, what kind of what, what do you get on your pizza? I'm a supreme type of person. Okay, you get all I, the. I like the yeah. I like all the vegetables, the meats, the cheese, the banana peppers. I like it all. That's I don't really do the regular pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni. I need the whole supreme. You need it all. I need it all. Okay. All right. We'll have to get you one. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you one before you get out of here. Uh, question number two: uh, When you played for the Bearcats, you wore number five. Why did you wear number five? Um, I wore number five at the time I was building my own. I couldn't wear a six. I couldn't wear a six because, you know, with the rules, you couldn't wear a six or something in college yep. and high school. Uh, at the time, I was liking the game of Jalen Rose from the Indiana Pacers some. Yes. So five just became my, my sticking number for some reason. You know, after that, I just never looked back and realized five was maybe the number for me. Gotcha. Okay. My next question here. If you had to go to battle and you had to take one teammate with you to go to battle, what teammate would that be? Jamal Warren. Jamal Warren, former guard. Why Jamal Warren? <laughs> Jamal, that's my guy, but we, I know Jamal going to bring it every night. He going it don't matter what it is. Jamal was a two-way player for us. You know, he played great defense. He was a distributor. He wasn't, he wasn't, he was, wasn't the, great, the greatest shooter, but he always brought confidence to his game every night he stepped on the court. Absolutely. Uh, Bearcat fans, does anybody want to ask Deontay Vaughn a question? You, sir? No, come on up. No, no, you got to come up. We got to get you on the mic. Got to get you on the mic. Uh, come on over this way. Come on over this way. You can take my mic, so. Who was your favorite teammate during the time? Come over this way. Boy, you're really, you're really testing. <laughs> What's your name? Dan, what was your favorite teammate at the time you played? And one, we all want to know if you like Skyline Chili. <laughs> Who is, who's your favorite teammate at the I, time, and do you like Skyline Chili? You, you gotta, it's gotta, it's kind of tricky through all four years because you know I played with I know, two different yeah. sets of of players at the time. So I could say my first two would might be Jamal, like I said, that was my right hand man. And after that, I would say, it might have to say Yancey. It might have to say Yancey. It, it was just that one-two combo. It was, we was a one-two combo. And Skyline Chili, no. Come I've on, never, man. I'm sorry. All right, Deontay, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, you did great up to that point. That was the wrong answer, right? One more thing. One more question. Go ahead. No, we're just old enough to know a lot of us here were first in when Huggins came here in 1989 when the shoe opened and the Bearcat basketball program was started. And after they went to the Final Four, this is how bad the football program was. They made us buy football season tickets in order to get basketball tickets. Just wanted to throw that in there. I'm 57, so Yeah, it's come a long way. Uh, Dan, right? Everybody give Dan a round of applause. Thanks for coming up, Dan. Does, does anybody, do we have another, uh, another Bearcat fan that has a question for Deontay Vaughn? Uh, make your way on up. Please come on up. Uh, Deontay, let me ask you about your toughest 
game you ever played in as a Bearcat? It'd have to be the Marquette game. Marquette. Okay, Marquette. talk to us about that. Well, they, they threw three of their best defenders on me all night long. <laughs> they double-teamed me off every pick and roll. They made me give the ball up. I've, you got to go with Dominique James, Wesley Matthews, and who was the other point guard for them? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. But they threw all three of them to guard me every time, every game. And, and when we went down to Marquette and played, I think I had maybe two points and ten assists. That was probably my worst game ever. Wow. Probably the worst game. A lot of people don't even know that I, I didn't score I, that much that game. I don't. No. <laughs> wow. Um, who's the best player you ever played against? Greg Oden. Okay. Gotta be. Greg Oden. I, I remember that game. That was – where was that game? Was that – it was in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Is that the game where walk-on Brandon Miller got in? He played a little bit that game. I think game. he did play a he, little bit, yeah. He yeah. played. I, I remember that. We was, we was getting beat bad. It was okay, though. We stuck it out. We stuck it out. What was the final? I don't even remember the final. That, that's how bad it was. I don't remember either. <laughs> you don't it was remember just either. a bad game overall. So, Deontay, when was the last time you've been to a Bearcat basketball game? I came. I remember. I came last season. Well, before the pandemic. Yeah, before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. the the new arena because we took a picture together. Yeah, we took a picture. We got the picture together. Yep. What are your thoughts? I know a lot of these Bearcat fans. I know Dan was around when the old shoe. When you were in the old shoe, we call it the shoe. Listen, we call it the shoe. The shoe maker. <laughs> I, I I struggle saying Fifth Third Arena. I know I should, but the shoe just. It's just part of me. <laughs> so you, you played in the shoe. The arena currently, what were your thoughts coming into the new arena? Seeing it's absolutely beautiful. It fits Bearcat basketball. What were your thoughts about it when you walked in? Look at all this money I brought up here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this no, money I brought up. I, just, I thought it was great. I was, I was very impressed with the stadium overall. Uh, with everything they have done with the whole campus in general, with the new turfs, the new the new basketball facility, I just thought that they really took their time and invested into it and got the right people to, to re remodel the gym. And I think it's a great fit for some of these new players out here to actually see what a real locker room look like and, and how things should be ran. So, so tonight's game, um, what are you as a former player, you've got a lot of pride playing for the Bearcats, you want to see them do well, Going to the game tonight, Deontay, what are you looking for from Coach Miller and his staff and this Bearcat basketball team? I'm just looking for them to go out there and give it they all, play hard, leave it all on the floor, and hopefully come out with a win, you know, because that's what we all about here at UC is that we want to see a team give an effort and play hard. We don't want right. to see players out there just to be out there just to, just to play basketball. We want to see you play the right way, have fun with it, and come out with a win. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to tell you, and Bearcat fans, you tell me if you agree with me on this. The Evansville game, the thing that stuck out to me the most was Bearcat defense. That Bearcat defense and toughness. If we continue, and think about this. Coach Miller hasn't had these guys a long time. He's got you know, I uh, think six returning guys, if you count the walk-on, CJ and, and um, uh, Sam Martin. And then he's got a whole bunch of new guys. And they were very connected defensively, Deontay. And, uh, and to me, that's a sign of great coaching when you can get a new collection of guys to buy in defensively. I mean, they were locking down. They only scored, the other team, Evansville, only scored 43 points. But that's, that's a lot with Cano coaching and getting these kids connected. That, that, takes, that takes a lot of patience from Coach, Coach Miller right there, you know. Uh, to have all the players come in, like you just said, in jail, that takes a lot of concentration, a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching with single players, making sure your main players is carrying your younger players and your older players and getting your younger players to follow by the, the Bearcat rules, the Bearcat aggressiveness on defense to come in and play the Bearcat way. So if Coach Miller 
came come through and, and allowed the Bearcats to start off great with great defense, bringing that first. That's always a great thing to see. Once once you have a team that's locked in on defense, it's kind of hard to beat a team like that. Absolutely. So. Deontay, because this is your first game, I'm going to give you some thoughts and a couple players I want you to look out for. Uh, first off, I want to talk about hometown hero uh, Jeremiah Davenport. Uh, Jeremiah Davenport deserves a round of applause, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if everybody knows this, but Jeremiah Davenport obviously grew up here in Cincinnati. He's always wanted to be a Bearcat, and when the situation happened with Coach Brandon, and a lot of people jumped in the portal. I spoke with Jeremiah, and I said, what are you going to do? And he said, I ain't going nowhere. And he was dedicated, and I think that helped getting a lot of the other guys back, knowing that Jeremiah said, I ain't going nowhere. This is my program, and I'm staying here. Jeremiah makes that decision to stay here. And unfortunately, for those that don't know, his father suddenly died of a heart attack and he's dedicated this season and the rest of his career uh, to his father and Jeremiah I don't know how much you've seen Jeremiah Davenport play he brings energy every single night defensively and offensively and when you have a guy like that on your team like we had Melvin Levitt it didn't matter who we played we could play Northeast Pickleview State. I don't even know if that's a school. I made it up. He would, Melvin would be jumping out of the rafters, going crazy. It didn't matter who he played, but that energy was infectious. Jeremiah brings that energy every single night. Who was that guy when you played? The person who brought that energy for us every night? I say the second era of, of mixed trial, I say Rashad Bishop. He brought great Rashad energy Bishop. every night. And the first trial, I would say, John Williamson. Yes. John brought great energy every night, you know. Tough he dude. was a under undersized center for us. He played hard every night. He, he recorded double, a lot of double-doubles, being 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, six, and, you know, uh, he was just there every night. He brought it all, you know. He, he made sure in a – during huddles, he made sure he let everybody know how he felt or he, he talked upon how we should play and things like that. So John, John Williamson brought it every single night that he played his two years here in Cincinnati. Yep. Now, the other, the other player I want to point out is uh, Mikey Saunders. A uh, couple things with Mikey Saunders. He, had he played with us last year, jumped in the portal. After Coach Miller was hired, they met. Mikey decided to come back and play for the Bearcats. And, and here's the beautiful thing. Here's a kid that comes back to the program. And coach brings in all these other players. And Mikey doesn't start versus Evansville. And there are a lot of players that, in his situation, might feel a certain way. He goes, I came back to this program. I showed this program loyalty and love, and I don't start. But that wasn't Mikey's mentality. Coach Miller had lunch with Mikey Saunders and told him, said, hey, Mikey, for this basketball team right now, for game one, we think it's better if you come off the bench. And before Coach could even finish that, Mikey said, I will do whatever it takes, whatever it takes for this basketball team to win. And that unselfish type of mentality is what really makes a team. Was there a player when you played that was like that, that had that unselfish you know, mentality, willing to do whatever it took. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've put myself on it, you know. Uh, Cronin came to me before, you know, and, and told me I wasn't starting the first couple games, and I said I was okay with that, you know. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to help us win and help us be where we need to be. So, you know, um, a lot of eyes was on me coming in as the only freshman of the team that year. So, you know, me not starting, knowing that, I was maybe a little bit better than some of the other guards that started over me at the time. Uh, I just kept my head on right, kept the composure, and just looked at the bigger picture, you know. And uh, when my time came for my number to be called on, I went out there and gave him all my first game. Now, Deontay, what, what I want to do real quick is I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the individual players. I know you haven't seen a lot of them, but I want to talk about some other individual players. And these 
guys I want to talk about really quickly um, impacted the Evansville game in a major way. If you watch that game versus uh, Evansville, rim protection. This Bearcat basketball team, it was like the old days, were blocking shots. And it was really fun to see because you know how the perimeter, they try to keep your guy in front of you. Sometimes they get around you. And I know when I played, if a guy got around and went to the basket, we had Kenyon Martin. And Kenyon Martin was blocking everything, right? So now, you know, we've got guys, Abdul, Odie, uh, Hayden Koval, some of our big guys down low, Victor. Great, great rim protection from these guys. I, I think the challenge for this Bearcat team is going to be, as I look at the stats from last game, Coach Miller played 11 guys. And 11 guys played, there were a lot of guys who played some good minutes. He can't do that moving forward. He's going to have to shrink down and decide, who are my guys? Who, am I who are the guys that are going to be in the trenches when we're in tough games? But here's the thing. If there are guys that are going to either come off the bench or be on the bench, they always have to be ready. Because you don't know if a guy gets hurt, you got to be ready. You may have not played, you only played two minutes last game. Somebody gets hurt, we need you for 20. Always be ready. You got to always stay ready, you know. Uh, but, you know, so it's, it's a mental thing, too. And you got to be mentally strong for that, you know. You got to be knowing that you're coming in at, to help your team out. And when your number's caught up on you, you got to look at it like it's a blessing. And maybe it can be a new start for you, a new, a new career for you to, to be higher and greater and take yourself to a better place. You know, nowadays these kids is very athletic, very athletic. Super athletic. Main, mainly one of the reasons I had to retire. These kids is too athletic. <laughs> they fast. Yep. They, they can jump over the rim. So, you know, it's, it wouldn't be a surprise that a lot of these players right now is getting a lot of blocks here early on in the season because of how athletic the team is. You know, you got a lot of players that can jump over the rim, do everything that they can, take between their legs. You know, back then, a lot of players couldn't do that. It was only one out of every 20. Right. So for to have three out of every 10 now. Different. It's different. Very. It's different. So with that being said, it's just about being mentally ready for your calling. Do you think, do you think the player today because, like you said, a lot more players are, are, are athletic. Do you think the players of today are as skilled as the players of the past? Because, obviously, there's a lot more athleticism. Um, I can say, I can say they're, they are as skilled or not more skilled. But as far as the knowledge of the game, I wouldn't say that they're there as the, younger, the, gener the older generation. Right. Have. We had the knowledge of the game. And we had the skill, but we didn't have the athletics, more of the athletics and, and the skill requirements that they have now with all the requirements they have. You know, us back then, there wasn't no gyms. Everybody was outside playing basketball on the court. Wasn't no trainers, one-on-one -on -one sessions right. and things like that. So now these kids, they got a, a different view on the game. They can handle they can do they one-on-one -on -one moves they they more skilled they more quicker they more athletic than everybody but as far as the knowledge of the game they they still lack that yeah well so speaking of skill level there are two bearcat players that i want to talk about real quick that did not get a tremendous amount of playing time versus evansville uh aj mcginnis played four minutes jared hensley played seven minutes i've been to three practices so far I was around a little bit in the summer. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jared Hensley is going to eventually be a stud. This kid, he, he may not play a tremendous amount this year. It might not be his time yet, but watch out for him. He is going to be a tremendous Bearcat. A.J. McGinnis only played four minutes. Of all the players on the team, when A.J. McGinnis' feet are set, that shot is going in. He came in the game. He only played four minutes. He came in the game versus Evansville. Knocked the three down right away. Uh, the, the, the kid can play. Don't think because he didn't play a lot of minutes. And there are a lot of guys on this team that may not play a lot of minutes, but eventually will definitely be good players. Uh, so let's jump into uh, quickly, uh, Deontay, a prediction. 
for tonight's game. We're playing Georgia. Um, I don't know if they're as strong as they've been in the past. They're going to be athletic. They're going to get up and down. They're going to just keep coming at you. Um, any predictions? It's going to be a packed house. The Bearcat fans are going to be there. So what are your thoughts on a prediction? I, I predict we're going to win. That's not, that's not a uh, doubt about that. It's just uh, I don't know what the score will be. You know, it can be – I predict we'll win by five or five better. Five or better. I'm going to say Bearcats by 15. You say 15? 15. 15. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because when we get that lead and the Bearcat fans get rocking, it's infectious. And we're going to have a lot of confidence, and we're just going to – we're just going to blow them out. We're going to win by 15. 15. What's that? We can rank number one? I hope so. That's a huge up in the standings. <laughs> uh, Bearcat fans, um, I know it's getting close to time. Uh, I want to thank everyone that came out tonight. Give yourselves a round of applause. And, and please do me a favor. Uh, we're here before every home game. Always feel free to come out, join us while we're different, former player. Uh, we'll make sure we post that either on uh, Mio's social media, uh, my social media, we'll get that out there so you know who's coming. Before you guys get out of here, for those fans, make sure you come up here and say hello and show Deontay the love that he deserves. For all the blood, sweat, and tears, give Deontay Vaughn a round of applause. And again, I want to thank all of you all for coming out. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats! <laughs>